Hi, this is Austin Anderson. I'm the lead pastor of Tekoa Church. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tekoa Church exists to see people connect to God, to find and live out their purpose. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and draws you closer to God. Welcome to the grand opening of Tekoa Church again. Um, we're going to probably say that a couple more times as well. We only get one of these, so bear with us. We won't say it again next week. Um, but we're going to enjoy it for all that it is this week. Um, and you came to join us on a, a truly momentous day for our church. And I believe that God has something special for you today as well. And maybe you've met us over the last few months or year at one of our community events. Maybe you saw our ad online or got one of our mailers. And today's your first time meeting us. Um, and it's your first time here. For Allie and I, as she mentioned, this has been a five-plus year journey for us. And we were sitting in Guatemala on the top of this hill, which I think we have a picture of, and that's exactly where we were, outside the city of Antigua. We were praying about what was next for us, and we felt like God gave us this vision for San Jose specifically and said, I want to see more life-giving churches in that city, and I'm sending you to go there for that. And so we did. We moved up here on faith. We knew we weren't going to start this on day one. Um, and we started this process. And about two and a half years ago, God started to say, okay, now's the time to move forward. Here's the rest of the vision. We started moving forward. We started to begin to put the team together, partner with some organizations that help churches get started. Um, and we were moving. We had, um, it was about March 2021. And we had two community service events with the school plan. We had our first um, startup party planned. And if you're good with dates, you probably know what happened in March 2021. Lockdown happened. So none of those things we had planned occurred. But God was still moving, and we continued to go forward with this. But I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I'm sure you've encountered many things in life where you feel like you're just starting to get traction, and then you face a roadblock, or you face a stumbling block, and it's not going how you thought. And as we, we started this, um, we, we hit that stumbling block. Maybe you've done that as well, where you, you know, just start going to the gym, you get three days in, you're like, this is going to be good, maybe you pull a muscle, maybe you have a long weekend, and there goes that out the window. Maybe you just started your dream job, and if you're lucky a few months in, you still really like it. If you're really lucky, maybe a few years in, you like it, but you wonder, is this all there is? Is this what I'm here for? Where is God in the middle of this? In this last year, we've pretty much all experienced some kind of setback. You might be wondering, what is my purpose in the middle of this? How do I have hope in the middle of this? Where do I find encouragement? Where is God even in the middle of all of this that's going on? Well, I have good news for you today. I don't know what you thought you were going to get when you walked into church. Um, but I have good news for you. Um, that God has a purpose for you wherever you're at and whatever your situation in life. Tokoa Church has a mission to connect people to God so that they can find their purpose and that they can live it out. And I believe there's so much... That's what life is about, right? Finding what are we here for, and then actually doing something with that. Not just having some head knowledge, but actually making a difference with our lives and doing something. And we are a church that is about helping you do that. And I like to say we are not a church that's just about Sundays. It's about you figuring out how to live out your purpose on Monday at work, on Tuesday with your family, on Friday with your friends, um, and everything in between. There's where we live our lives, and we want to help you figure out what your purpose is in the middle of that if you came today from Facebook, Instagram, got our mailer, you probably saw these words. Find your people, find your place, find your purpose. If you didn't see them, they're going to be on the screen. 
if they're also on a big sign in the lobby. And we're going to spend today with an overview of this and then the next three weeks in a series digging into specifically those three things. As we go through life, part of life is not just figuring out the answer to every single question as we figure out our purpose, but part of it is finding our people to journey with as we figure that out. And following Jesus along the way as we figure out what does it look like to live and follow him. Well, today, my message is titled, God is for you. God is for you, and that's the, the message I have. So before we jump into our passage out of the Bible for today, just to give you a little context for it, um, this is occurring in the city of Philippi in the region of Macedonia. That's modern-day Greece. So this is a port city in the Mediterranean. There was a lot of business in that region as well. So if that helps you, that's where we're located. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 11. It says, So setting sail to Philippi, we made our way to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia in a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we, were, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, and after she was baptized, and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay, and she prevailed upon us. My first point today is that God wants to connect with you. God wants to connect with you. I might, that wasn't said anywhere in the verses I just read. Matter of fact, the, it's not said even right before this, but what is, happens right before this is Paul, who's the one that goes to start this church, gets a vision from God saying, go to the city of Philippi. I have a plan for that city. I have a plan for Lydia and her household, and I want to do a work there. He gets this vision. God gave a vision to us as well to start this church, saying there's a people that need to hear the good news of who Jesus is and what I've done for them and what I want to do for them. See, God cares about you. If you're sitting in this room today, he sent this church tell you that he cares for you. He sent his son, Jesus, for you. There's a famous verse in John chapter 3 that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There is good news in that verse. God wants a relationship with you. He wants to connect with you, and he is trying to make that clear to you. But you have a part to play. You have to either, you have to accept the relationship and the connection. I remember when I started dating my wife, Allie, um, I was living in um, LA, and I remember as we were getting to know each other, as I say dating, she still argues that point with me that we were just getting to know each other, I say that's the definition of dating. So when we're on our third date, not a date, we were out at a restaurant, it got really, really loud, and we decided we need to move somewhere else. She's like, that sounds good. So we're in downtown Santa Monica, it's late, it's by the beach, so it's cold, it's windy, and I remember specifically stopping at a, a very specific stoplight and intersection. I remember being by that intersection thinking, man, it's cold, um, and I have a pretty girl next to me. I went to go hold her hand and offer a little comfort and warmth to her. I remember it very clearly because as I did that, she moved the opposite direction from me. My heart dropped. Yes, I can laugh about it now. Uh, that's not how I felt at the time. I was very confused. Like, she said yes to the second restaurant. Did she not want to go uh, keep the date going? Um, 
but uh, we all know how the story ends, right? After five not-a-date dates, my famous chocolate chip cookies, um, in a couple months, um, she agreed to date me, and then a few months later, she agreed to marry me. But yes, it's good news. And God, in the same way, he is not going to force a marriage on you. He's not going to force a relationship on you. But he is extending his hand, saying, do you want to take it? Do you want to accept it? And it's our choice what we do with that offer. Do we accept it? Do we say, yes, God, I want a relationship with you? Yes, I believe that you have good things for me. Or do we say, I'm not ready? Because God is going to give you the space. He's going to give you the time that you need. But he's there. He's ready whenever you are. And if I didn't make that clear already, if you are sitting in this room today, this is God saying to you, I want a relationship with you. I want to connect with you. There is a reason you are here in each of these seats, each of these chairs today. Know this. God wants to connect with you. Will you accept that? So Paul and his friends share the good news with Lydia and with the women around them and their households. They connect with God. So Macedonia was a little ahead of its time compared to most of the rest of the world. The women in certain parts of the city and certain businesses were actually leading in their households. They were leading in business. Um, and so Lydia is the one that helps start this church. What I love about this story and why I chose it today is because unlike me, who maybe has a little more in common with Paul as a preacher here and as a person that's starting a church, you probably have more in common with Lydia than you do with Paul. In the church, we talk a lot about Paul. There's things we can all learn from him. But Lydia was a businesswoman, and she helped start a church. She started to live a life that made a difference. Not that you have to start a church to do that. But she started to live a life that made a difference. But as far as we know about her, she didn't leave her job in business. She used her job in the marketplace. She used her position with a big household of um, people that worked for her. And she said, this is what I'm doing with my life. I'm going to serve God and live out my purpose in all of that. And the same is true for you. I don't know if you're in school, if you have a job, if you are a parent, if you're single, whatever it is, God has a purpose for you in your situation, in your setting. He's not saying, give it up, become poor, move to another country, and start churches. Maybe to one of you in this room, but probably not to very many people in this room. He wants to give you purpose wherever you are at, whatever you are doing. And the Philippian church that Lydia helped start got this completely. So much so that Paul, he moves on after a couple months, he starts other churches, and then later on to one of the other churches he started in a city called Corinth, we have two letters he wrote to that church, and in the second letter to that church, he says this about the Philippian church. He says, we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. The churches of Macedonia is the Philippian church. For in severe tests of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed and a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of God, taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. Yes, the surface reading is true. They were generous with their wealth, but it was way more than that. They were generous with their lives. They were generous in serving and giving. And what they were really about was making a difference. I think for many of us, there's something that God has that he wants us to make a difference as well, to leave a legacy behind when we move on from this world. And even as a church, that's something we want to be about. We're, today's day one. We're going to share a little bit at the end here 
of we don't want to be just about ourselves. We want to be about those around us. We want to be about the bigger um, world that is around us. So Paul stayed a couple months with this church. He moves on. Lydia builds the church. She raises up some other leaders, and together they build this church. And all of them, within their jobs, within their settings, within their roles, begin to live out what God had for them. So whatever this last year and a half of COVID has done to your life, your job, your marriage, your family, your friendships, your perspective, this, know this, God wants to breathe life into your situation. He wants to restore marriages, heal relationships. He wants to give you purpose in your job. He wants to help you be a parent you are proud of being. And he wants you to succeed in whatever you are doing in this world. And some things might need to change in your life. It's possible. But it's probably not that a bunch of things need to change. What God wants to do is he wants to give you perspective in it. And God wants to speak into your situation and give you purpose here. It's not that you need to move to Sacramento or Texas and life will be better. Um, he wants to give you purpose and perspective here. He has a reason for it. I remember when I was living in L.A., even before I met Ali, I was working in sales. I wasn't always a pastor. I was working in sales, super long hours. You know, you're on commission. It's a challenge. And there were so many times I just wanted a different job. And as I prayed through that, I feel like God said to me, no, it's not time yet. You have more to do here. And I want to give you new perspective for why you're here, for your coworkers, for your customers, for those around you. There is a reason you are in this place. Even though the hours are long, even though it's challenging, there is something for you here. And I want to share this um, quote with you. Um, and I have spent, I read this maybe 10, 15 years ago. I've spent a long time, hours, honestly, I'm ashamed to admit, trying to find the source of this because it's been so meaningful to me. Um, and I can't tell who wrote it. I think it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I don't know. But it basically says this. You can worship God and live a life of purpose in any job. If God has called you to be a garbage man, yes, that's what the original quote said, garbage man, be the best garbage man you can be and honor God in your job, in your job and with your life. And that just has always stuck with me of like, I know the garbage men are important. Matter of fact, a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this in Italy, they stopped picking up the trash for a couple months in certain parts of the country. And it just started piling up. Um, and it was just this picture of, man, those people actually do have a really important job. But this has taken on even new meaning for me and in our household because Fridays are the favorite day of the week for my daughter. And it's a good day in our household because on Fridays we get the trash truck we get the recycled truck, and we get the yard waste trucks that come by. And my daughter loves all of those trucks. Matter of fact, often my wife will go on a run with Hannah, and they will chase the trucks through the neighborhood so Hannah can watch them as much as possible and just enjoy the day. And her favorite one is the big front-end loader tractor that scoops up the leaves and the branches and all those things and dumps it into the other truck. Um, we call it the scooper guy in our house. That guy is my daughter's favorite dude. And about two weeks ago, on her own, I don't know where she got this idea, but on her own she says, I want to make a card for him. And so she goes to my wife, she asks to make a card, she tells my wife a couple, like literally, she tells my wife a couple sentences to tell him about how much she brings a smile to her face and joy. And on Friday, they flag this guy down, <laughs> she's driving in front of the house, he like climbs down from his tractor they give him a card, and he reads it with a big smile on his face. Says, thank you. Climbs back up into his truck. Doesn't throw it away. He actually, like, slips it in between the glass and the dashboard, being like, 
All right, everybody, when I get back to the yard, look at what I got today. I made a difference in my job, and I think that's so true. We do not know, you do not know the difference you could be making with those around you. It's important that he just picks up those leaves and trash and stuff so it doesn't pile up, but he's also bringing joy to my daughter's face every single week, and there's so many other people as well. So I don't know your situation. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know what you spend your time doing, but God can use you wherever you are at. I don't have time to go any further into it today. We're going to spend a whole week on this later in this series. But know this, God has a purpose for you in your life. And one of my favorite verses is in Ephesians. And Paul said the same exact thing to the Philippian church here. He wrote a letter to them after he moved on. He said this in chapter 1 to the Philippian church. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. He says, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. Well, what does that mean? It means live your life in a manner that reflects what God has done for you. God has done some incredible things for all of us. He sent his son, Jesus, for our sakes. And are you living your life for God, or are you living it just for yourself? When you sleep, when you get up, when you go out, when you hang out with your friends, when you go to your job, when you eat, do you look to God or do you look just to yourself? When you look to God, you are living for something more than yourself. The Philippians here were facing trials, life was difficult, but God brought a community around them. He built a church for them, and he built a bigger church, Paul and some of the leaders that would continue to build into and speak them up. So my second point here was that God wants to give you purpose. My third point is that God wants to support you. God wants to support you. It's a simple concept, but many times we miss this because we look to God and we think, okay, you like speak to me directly. And God does that sometimes through his Bible or through his spirit. He speaks directly to us. Sometimes when we need healing, he will heal us directly. But there are so many other times where God is moving through his people. He is moving through his church. And unless we are a part of his place, his church, whether we're, unless we're a part of his people, the church, we can miss what he wants to do for us and how he wants to do more for us. Such a simple concept, but it's so easy to go through life alone. It's so easy to be like, I'm just, I'm busy, God, do something directly for me, like, I need you directly. But the crazy thing that I was looking at this week, was I was looking back at the beginning in Genesis when God created the world, he created Adam. And then he said this about Adam. He said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And I was reading that and I was thinking, but Adam wasn't alone. He walked in the garden with God. And if you could have anybody around you, you'd think God would be enough for you. But God realized something. As much as God would be enough, Adam also needed other humans around him. And in the same way, we were created for community. We were created to be around other people. And that's why our invite for Tekoa has been find your people, find your place, find your purpose. Because we can't just find our purpose, can't just find our place, we can't just find our people. Together, they work together for us to live out why God has us here in this world. And this is what it means for us to be a church, to support one another, to build one another up, to, to help each other when we need it. And yes, community can sometimes be challenging. We all have the crazy uncle or the weird friend, but it's also worth it. So I want to invite everybody here to do two things. Number one, come back next week and continue to join us in this series. 
see if this community, this place, might be where God is calling you to be. And then the second thing, in two weeks, I want to invite you to something called Elevate. It'll happen right after church at 11.30. And Elevate is about elevating you on your faith journey wherever you're at. It doesn't matter if you've been in the church for 10 minutes or you've been in the church for 10 years. We want to elevate you on your faith journey. And this is a way for you to find out a little bit more about us, about me and Allie, about our church, and hear a little bit more about our vision. And it's a way for you to see, is this a place I want to connect to more deeply and call home? So as I wrap up this morning, the idea of home is something I want to share. You might have noticed, noticed that giant sign in our lobby over there that says, Welcome Home. And I want to invite you, choose to be a part. Don't walk through those doors, come for a coffee, hang out with us for an hour, but become a part of the family. Make this your home. And that's my invite. Choose to be a part of what God is doing here at Tacoa. God wants to connect with you. God wants to give you a purpose. And God wants to support you. God is for you. He is for our city. And Tekoa is here for that. To let our city know. To let our world know. That God is for them. That he cares about them. He loves them. He wants a relationship with them. As I end, I want to share a passage out of Philippians. Um, that same book for the same church. It's this famous passage that says this, Have this mind among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. See, humanity was broken. We broke our relationship with God. Everybody in this room, I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but I don't have to because I know. We've all done things wrong. We've all done things against God. We've done things against other people. We've all messed up. We call that in the church sinning. We've all messed up about something. Probably many things. We probably messed up about something this morning. I know I did. Um, but we've all messed up. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you did 10 years ago. It doesn't matter what you did an hour before walking into church, what you did in church. God said, I'm not going to leave them on their own. I'm going to send my son, Jesus, to this earth to make a way for a restored relationships. And so he sent Jesus, and Jesus said, I'm not going to sit up in heaven and let them be on their own and try to figure it out because they can't. He said, I'll give up my place in heaven where it's amazing and it's good right next to God, and I'm going to come down to the earth. I'm going to give it all up. And Jesus humbled himself, it says, being found in the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. See, Jesus lived a perfect life in a way that none of us ever could. Because he lived a perfect life, he didn't deserve death. But he got it anyways. And he didn't use his great power and great might and great connection to the Father in heaven but to say, okay, smite them down, stop them. He said, I will go willingly to my death for their sake. So he was crucified on a cross for us and died. But because he had lived a perfect life, it didn't end there. Three days later, he rose again to new life. And it says this, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus up in heaven came down for you, for you, for you, for all of us here in this room and throughout the world and throughout all of eternity, to live that perfect life for us, to restore our relationship with God. Know this. 
God loves you deeply. He wants to give you purpose, and he wants to restore your relationship with him. Sorry, he wants to restore the relationship with you. So I want to invite everybody right now to pray with me. To bow your heads as I just pray that God would reveal himself to you, that he would give you purpose. So God, I pray for everybody in this room, for those even not in this room that that are in this city that you are just broadcasting your message of love to. I pray that they would know that you love them, God, that you love them. I pray that they would know that you are for them, that you have good things for them, that you want to give them a purpose, that you want to give them meaning in life, that you want to let them live a life that leaves a legacy, that makes a difference, that leaves a lasting impact around them. God, you want to make a difference through them and in them, and you want to give them encouragement right now. I pray, God, that you would give everybody in this room a sense of encouragement, of hope, whatever they walk through these doors with, that they would know, God, in a little small way right now or in a big way, your love for them. And if you are sitting here right now and you have never accepted that love of God, that invite from God for a restored relationship, as I said earlier, he's extending his hand and it's up to you to say, do I want to take it or not? Do I want to take God's hand or not? He won't force it on you. But he's saying, if you are here right now and you've never chosen to accept it, God is telling you, I want relationship with you. And so if you're sitting here right now and you want to choose to, to follow God for the very first time, I want to invite you to do that. I want to invite you to do that in just a second here by raising your hand up in the air so that I can be praying for you, so that I can support you, that we can celebrate with you. And that you can just declare in a small way with that hand, yes, God, I don't even know all the answers, but I, I think I want to be for you. So if that's you right now, on the count of three, I want you to invite you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now. And God, you are moving here around the room. I see those hands. And I praise you, God, for them. Anybody else, you can, you can lower your hands right now. Anybody else? that wants to choose to follow God. Maybe you've been following him and you just want to come back to him. Maybe the last year and a half you've been distant from him. Maybe for the last 10 years you've been distant from him. Or maybe you've been following him faithfully and you want to come in right now. So I invite everybody, whether you just raised your hand or you've been following him for a long time, pray this with me. Jesus, I confess I'm not perfect and need help. I believe you died and rose again for me. I choose to follow you. Show me your purpose for my life and help me live it out. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Tekoa Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and let God do the work only he can do. We hope it helped you wherever you are at in your faith journey. We want to connect with you if you're going through something difficult or looking to be a part of our church community fill out the Tacoa card on our Connect page, tacoachurch.org slash connect. While there, you can also see the most up-to-date information in the life of our church. A special thank you to those of you who give to Tacoa. Your sacrifice makes this podcast and our Sunday gatherings possible, as well as creates life change throughout the world. You can be a part of this by going to tacoachurch.org slash giving. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Until next time, blessings.